eBay Motors is here for the ride. Elbow grease and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles in a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. LED headlights, spoilers, whatever you need. eBay Motors has it at affordable prices. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride every time. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Welcome to the Total Car Score podcast, bringing you the world of cars from inside the car. And now your hosts, Carl Brower, Lauren Fix, and Javier Mota. Well, welcome back to another episode and welcome back, Carl. We've missed you the past couple of weeks. Where have you been? Oh, where haven't I been? Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's been quite a couple of weeks nonstop. Uh, it's hard to feel like you're still in a pandemic when all of a sudden you're traveling as much as you ever did before the pandemic. And maybe that's because the pandemic's uh, power over various people, certainly over me, apparently, has started to wane. So uh, not, <laughs> not that I'm complaining, that's for sure. Well, Lauren, uh, can we declare it over? I, I've declared it over since last year. <laughs> I've, I've been <laughs> never traveling and sneaking around doing my own thing because I'm a rebel. Yeah. But in all seriousness, I mean, like as Carl said, he's been traveling a lot. You will be traveling, I think, starting tomorrow and next yep. week. And everything is going to be really busy for me, too. I'm going to Montana with Nissan. Then I'm, we're going to meet at Amelia Island. So yep. let's yep. declare it over, okay? Okay, yeah. done. Over. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody tell Fauci. Send him a wire or a telegram. <laughs> he no, might be the hardest one to convince. Listen. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, because he's making money off of it, but that's a whole other subject. <laughs> so, Carl, as we said, uh, we missed you the co last couple of weeks. Tell us what, what you were doing, like something really, really cool. I mean, a lot of cool stuff, but one more than the others, I think, right? Yeah. So, you know, I had I had decided to go ahead and uh, jump in on this uh, car rally that I'd heard of called the Long Tail Rally. And um, I think they get the name from, you know, all the McLarens that are long tail models, the high performance versions, but it's not officially a McLaren rally. It's an anyone who wants to go rally, but generally high end cars is what goes on it. And I've been seeing these things for years. I'm sure you guys have too. They happen all the time. Uh -huh. And they never really appealed to me because my understanding was that, you know, you pay a whole lot of money so that you can take your high end vehicle and risk it in high, high, you know, rapid driving on public roads where you hopefully don't get a ticket or get in an accident all day and then go to a hotel and get to the re a nice resort at like 10 p.m., then go to dinner, maybe even go clubbing until one and then be told that, oh, dark 30 the next day, you got to get back on the road again. So, so who's turning pages? Because I'm hearing a whole lot of noise here. Is someone uh, you know, turning, Lauren, turning pages me. over Sorry. Okay. Maybe she's taking notes on all these great uh, things. I am taking that. notes. I want to know all about this. Tell us more. Okay. That was part of the pandemic, Laurie. We're going to have to get rid of that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so this one, 
came uh, by my way and I learned about it through people on social media that I've been become friends with in the car community. And when I ended up talking to the guy who runs it, he said, uh, we hardly ever, if ever, leave before 11 a.m. And we're always at the next hotel by 5 p.m. So you're not paying a lot of money to barely sleep in really expensive resorts that you don't really ever get to see or experience. And that right there was uh, a key part of what made me want to go on it. And then when they when I realized that he was really being pretty picky about who he let on it, I could tell after we ta- he talked to me, it's like, wow, that was kind of an interview process. I think he's trying to screen out certain types of people and make sure only other certain types get to go. And apparently I cleared the bar. And ultimately there were about 30 cars Probably the single biggest brand was a, was McLaren's. You had five seventies and six hundreds and uh, multiple seven twenty S's, and then you had Ferraris and uh, a couple Porsches, one BMW M4, and uh, two not one but two Ford GTs. One was a two thousand five red with white stripes, and one was a twenty nineteen Carbon Series liquid blue. That one would be mine, and we just uh, drove from Laguna Beach to Palm Springs, to Beverly Hills, to Monterey, sorry, to Santa Barbara, to Monterey, to Yosemite, to Las Vegas. And then of course I had to drive back from Las Vegas after all that. So those were all the cities this rally hit and stayed at least one night in over an eight day period. And um, it was really pretty amazing, pretty exciting, pretty fun, a great group of people, amazing roads, as you can imagine, between those locations. and. Uh, Really impressed with the Ford GT, by the way. As much as I thought I liked the car before, when you put 2,000 miles on it in eight days and don't get a single warning light or have a single issue the entire time, including tracking it at a track outside of Vegas and then on that same day late at, late at night to avoid rush hour, to avoid traffic coming back to LA, you drive back at the end of the last day of the rally after you've tracked it for most of the morning. And you still don't get any lights and you still don't get any problems and you still don't get any issues. Uh, You start to think that maybe the new GT is more like the old one than you thought in terms of robustness, one of your favorite features of the original 0506 GTs. So um, a lot of fun, a lot of excitement uh, and a lot of great people, a great group of people to hang out with for eight days. So, Lauren, I know you have an opinion about putting so many miles on these kind of cars, but uh, it seems like a lot of fun. So, that's I like, put I put a lot of miles on that, mine, right? but more more than I wanted to. Uh, I did a drive last well back in what would be twenty nineteen now because the last time we did a Shelby convention and it was at Pittsburgh and I live in Buffalo, so it's a good four hour drive. And I, like Carl, I mean, I had no idea what to expect. And my husband was loading a, a 65 Shelby into the trailer. He goes, go, just go. I'll meet you there. And I'm thinking, okay. Like, I didn't think anything. I get in the car, of course, there's no room for your luggage. So it's basically the passenger seat. I assume we had the same dilemma. Um, and you'd start driving this thing and you put it into just normal mode. And it gets phenomenal fuel economy. The ride was surprisingly comfortable. No lights, no problems. I went one tank from Buffalo to Pittsburgh. I got there with 90 miles left. I was afraid of stopping because, remember, the cars were new, and I thought, geez, if something goes wrong, I'm going to be out in the middle of nowhere, like asking some stranger to help me. But there wasn't a problem at all. I didn't even stop to go to the bathroom. It was amazing. I have to say the car was really impressive, and then I put it on the track for three days and then drove it home on one tank. So I was... Uh, like you, Carl, I was super impressed with the car on the track, off the track, and it's probably one of the best vehicles we've ever owned. Yeah, they're really amazing. And 
it was quite a hit with the rest of the rally. Uh, a lot of people really shocked that there was a, a new Ford GT and it was being <gasps> driven. <laughs> oh my God. Jeez, those are supposed to go under wraps and they never come out. Don't you know the rule? Uh, so it was great fun to blow people's mind uh, by having a, a, a GT, you know, like out in the middle of nowhere on the roads between major cities in California and then death through death Valley between Yosemite and Las Vegas on the uh, final big drive day. And of course um, you're out in those open areas, you know, if you want to, I of course wouldn't do this, but some people went really fast and did, got to very high speeds in their car. I, of course, was always obeying the speed limit the whole time. Mm-hmm. But some other people, always. other people did that a few times. So. I was going to ask, like, no tickets, like, not for you, but for the whole group. <laughs> so I know of one person who got a ticket, and I felt really bad, the other Ford GT, the the red one, which, Ooh. by the way, I met the owner of that car the first uh, night for dinner down in Laguna Beach at our opening uh, opening evening. And we ended up sitting together, and, you know, we were basically like, best friends before the end of that evening even and then the rest of the rally we were commonly cruising together but in this case all the rest of us came into santa barbara and he was uh kind of uh at the back of the pack a little behind the group and his his theory probably correct was that after we all came into santa barbara with various cars that show up at high levels of visibility and maybe some people weren't even following the speed limit well by the time he came in the whole area had been alerted and uh he was the one who got snagged by a uh, local police force (laughs) and all not even going that fast not as fast as some of the other people that were driving in that earlier you know one two hours earlier were maybe going at a higher rate of speed but there weren't anyone there to catch them so they were there to catch the poor ford gt the 05 ford gt as it came in so he got a ticket i think one other person might have gotten one um there was at least one incident of um shockingly one of the mclarens breaking down i i know i didn't believe it either because those cars are so (laughs) super dependable they never have problems but one of those had a problem uh the second day but um generally speaking no you know really negative incidences certainly not given the potential what the cars and the people and some of the speeds that some people did sometimes um and it was really just an amazing experience so long tail rally you can find it on instagram you can uh, see my story hopefully i'll get that up i've got a backlog of stories to produce right now but that's one of them and um really great photographer they had a hired they had a hired luggage car so the whole luggage issue you talked about lauren really wasn't an issue yeah, now I that's mean, the way to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. You just had to get down there with your packed luggage by a certain time. And the luggage car would always leave early before the main group. And it would always get to the next hotel before the main group. And by the time you got into the hotel, checked in and walked into your room, guess what was waiting for you? Already in your room. So uh, nice. that, was a, that was a nice system. The guys who ran this really knew how to do it. They had a dedicated um, car with two photographers in it. And they had a dedicated uh, Toyota Tundra with... Um, outside camera mounts for video in uh, following us too. And I've already picked my photos. By the way, I was going through all the photos that these guys took and they were like, there was a madman. It was a, a, a man, woman team. I think they're a husband and wife actually, but they were the team of photographers and they were just, she was in a Fiat 500 Abarth and she was willing to do what it took to make sure she was where the shots had to be. And you can imagine what that means doing with this group yeah. of cars with 720s and Ferraris and 812s and all that. She would just do what it took to get where the shot needed to be. And then uh, uh, he would be shooting out the car. And I went through all the photos, took a long time, picked what I thought were the best photos that knowing, now, well, I'm going to pick all the ones I think are great. And then I'll stream it down again. 
thinking I'd already done that for all the ones I looked through. And when I went, got done looking at all the photos I picked just to start the real crunch down to the best photos, I still had 169 photos. So that will be my second pass on editing down photos. Cause I don't think I'm going to be able to do a story with 169 photos in it. Um, wow. So yeah, the photos are crazy. The video, I cannot wait to see until they edit it together. Cause I know there were some great shots of that. Um, yeah, really well run and really good group of people. And, um, really glad I, glad I went on it. That's and, fantastic. I'm jealous about it and I'm glad you enjoyed it. So yeah. when we come back, uh, we're going to talk more because you went back to Laguna Seca, I understand, right? Right. And then so, a week later, I was right back to Monterey after I'd been there with my car uh, for a press event. So yeah. Okay, let's go. Let's take a break and come back with that. Back and we're hearing uh, Carl Brower's stories about the two weeks that we miss him here on the show. So, Carl, you just told us about the long tail rally that you did with your GT, and then you went back to Laguna Seca with uh, what does it Acura, I think. Yeah, and it was really bizarre because at some point when I was at Carmel Valley Ranch in Monterey as the host hotel for the long tail rally, I think it was as we were leaving the next day. It never even occurred to me, and then it realized, wait a second in one week or less, I'm going to not just be in Monterey. I'm going to be at this same resort again with Acura. And sure enough, uh, I was. And that was for the new um, TLX Type S, which is their new higher performance version of the TLX that was just introduced last year. Um, and we used Laguna Seca as the track location to test the vehicle, as well as the local roads around Monterey for the street drive portion. And uh, so that was fun. And I went at a, you know, I had to go I got, I was back from the long tail rally very early Sunday morning because I left midnight from uh, Vegas to avoid LA traffic. And so m Monday I had kind of a day to catch up. And then Tuesday I was on the plane again up to Monterey for the TLX. And so we drove all day Wednesday between the track and the um, street. And then at 4 p.m., the Acura folks were fine enough, kind enough to find me a transportation just driving up to San, San Francisco, which is about a two-hour drive from Monterey. So I could attend the Ducati Monster motorcycle event that was uh, nice. the very very next day. So uh, when I saw the main drive day for the TLX was Wednesday the 5th and the main ride day for the Monster was May 6th, Thursday, I thought, well, I think I can make this work. They're only two hours away. So uh, yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday was kind of a thrash last week. and uh, But I drove uh, or rode two very... Uh, cool new vehicles. There's still an embargo on the TLX Type S, no embargo on the Monster. And um, you guys will appreciate this. The Monster has just been completely redesigned for 2021. And uh, horsepower went up slightly, torque went up slightly. The bike lost 40 pounds. And it previously wow. weighed, it previously weighed around 420 pounds. So it lost approximately 10% of its weight. Now, all three of us could appreciate if you had a car suddenly drop 10% of its weight during a uh, redesign, what that would mean. Hundreds, you know, three, 400 pounds, depending on the starting weight of the car. So the bike was really fast the power to weight ratio bumped up a bit so to speak and uh it was what's, what's the horsepower in that way uh, 111 111 horsepower wow. and i think it's like 69 or 70 pound feet of torque but um one of the fastest bikes you know what freaked me out guys was i was thinking about it and then i asked one of the other uh, people one of the other journalists on the trip i said doesn't the panigale v4 which is the all-out race superbike version of Ducati that they make right now. I said, doesn't that weigh even slightly less than this bike? And they were like, yeah, yeah. And I was like, and doesn't it have like 
200 horsepower almost twice and they're like uh-huh yeah and that just i mean after riding the monster and you know it was right at about 400 pounds wet so that means with all the fluids and stuff in it and with 110 horsepower i mean you know 111 horsepower that gives you it's a four to one uh horsepower to weight ratio so you guys can crazy what, that's yeah, crazy what, they're they're great bikes anyhow but they're fast oh my gosh the few times and i you know i'm not mr speedy guy i used to be but now i'm old and scared so i was pretty you know gentle on the bike and the few times that i really cranked the throttle never did i get to the throttle stop but there were a few times when it was open and all and i cranked it you know somewhat probably i'm assuming over halfway but probably not more, much more honestly uh yeah what it did and what it returned in terms of acceleration was pretty scary and when I thought about that and thought about the Ducati Panigale V4 with t- roughly twice the horsepower and a little less weight was just like, okay, I've got an 840 horsepower Dodge Demon in my garage. And that doesn't scare me nearly as much as no. the thought of a 200 horsepower, 400, 390 pound, pound uh, Ducati motorcycle. That's just Yeah, you me. can get like to 100 in first gear almost like it's yeah. crazy, crazy Oh my fast. gosh. You made me re- uh, remember a story about Aducati and Laguna Seca. When I was about years old in San Francisco, I was there for a summer. My cousin, Renato Larin, had a Ducati. He loved the motorcycles. Then one weekend, he said, uh, we're going to go to Laguna Seca for a race. So we drove down. Well, he drove down. I was eight years old. And then I don't know if he was teasing me or he was serious about it. But uh, when right before, you know, when you go on that road, uh, I don't remember the name of the road that, that leads to Laguna Seca. He goes uh, side of the road and he said, okay, you're going on the trunk because I don't want to pay for your ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so, so he puts me in the trunk and he goes through the entrance of Laguna Seca, you know, like up the hill and all that. And then when we finally get to the trunk, he said, like, you're going to jump really quickly. So like, because I'm opening the trunk and you're going to jump out. <laughs> 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 so... That was my first uh, entrance into Laguna Seca. And again, I don't know if he was teasing me or he really, I don't know how much could have been. I mean, like almost 40 years of that or whatever it was. Um, but that was my first visit to Laguna Seca to watch Arucari. So you just made me re- remember that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's people who did that for movie theater or driving movies a lot back in the day. But I guess uh, yeah. some people some people did it for racetracks too, apparently. Yeah, I'm sure they did. My first time in a Ducati was a friend of mine who was into cars, and I had never wanted to be on a bike because I saw someone get killed on a bike when I was 16. Some, you know, so not paying attention hit someone who was, a, you know, making a right turn. It was a horrible experience, and I thought I'm never going to ride on a bike. And you got to ride in this. You get, it just drove me crazy. I said, ah, I didn't want to do it. Finally convinced me. I put on a helmet. I raced cars. So I had full face race helmet, so I got on the back of the bike and I went. It was a great experience, and I understand why people are that excited about it. You know, they just—it's a—it's a different experience. The problem is, you almost have to ride with somebody on the street because yeah. people don't pay attention. And even now, with more distractions, uh, I think that the only way I would ride is with two people. You know, you and someone else. That way, it looks like two headlights, and then their brain it goes, "Oh, there's a car," rather than "Oh, there's a motorcycle or a group of yeah. guys." Uh, well, I got uh, into something that is legally a motorcycle, which is the Polaris Slingshot last week. Yep. I, I returned it Monday. And that's obviously not as powerful, but it's, I mean, it's 202 horsepower. It has a four-cylinder engine, like automatic transmission, and it can go fast. And it's in the open, and it was kind of fun uh, and, and much easier to ride, obviously, because you have three wheels. So you don't have to, like, balance that thing uh, that much when you're turning. So I was on a motorcycle too, not as fast as zero cars. 
<laughs> well, I was, I, I got to tell you, this was uh, my first official press launch for a motorcycle. I actually saw the world debut of the Goldwing like three years ago. It was in Santa Barbara, but you didn't drive it. They just transported us oh, up okay. to see it unveiled. And then I wrote a story uh, for Forbes on it, but that got a lot of traffic too. And so I, after that, I was like, hmm, maybe I should do more motorcycle stuff. I was shocked at how much traffic the uh, Goldwing, uh, just, just a you know world debut, no riding impressions or anything. So this will only be my second story on a motorcycle uh, and my first real launch where you drive it and experience it. And I was worried. I was worried that I wouldn't be able to keep up. There'd be all these like, you know, super. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you think it's like, you know, these, these motorcycle jockeys and they're just like, you know, "Ah, fast one wheel in the air where, you know, and I was Mm. like, I'm going to be like the old slow guy that slows them all down. Well, I wasn't. And that was, that made me feel good is that uh, I'd done, I kind of started riding again more on my, my uh, triumph, scrambler that i've got here just so i could get my muscles you know my clutch you know you're squeezing those clutch all the time so yeah, okay. i want I my clutch to, to wear out and everything and i was like well i'll probably be okay and it took me you know a little while to get comfortable like leaning it over as far as i know you're supposed to and the counter steering and all that but it didn't take long and then i was you know once upon a time i had a ducati 851 i had a ducati 851 super bike in the early 90s and nice. that was like that was like the panigale v4 of 1991 fuel injected four valve per cylinder liquid cooled that was a big deal there were like three motorcycles with that level of technology in 91 92 when i had mine and so i've gone fast and leaned over bikes pretty far and i've even taken classes you know up at willow springs the twist of the wrist keith code motorcycle superbike school and all that so that's I knew awesome. the knowledge was in there somewhere i just was like uh, can i access it it's accesses it's, i haven't ridden a lot of bikes and i haven't ridden anything aggressively for a while but it was fun and uh, the scenery was amazing, San Francisco, and then going down to Morro Bay, uh, not Morro Bay, um, Half Moon Bay, and uh, shooting up to the, I think it's called the, was it the Ridge, the Crestview Road, whatever it's the, it's, there's a road where you can see the bay by San Francisco and the airport, and you can see the ocean when you're mm-hmm. up on the top of that ridge, and all they do car, car launches, they'll have me drive up there too, but we were on the bikes. And by the way, they had hired photographers. And, you know, you, we're all used to going to these press trips and either you take your own photos or you use the press photos that they give you. Well, these guys had photographers and they'll have photographers and they'll take photos. And sometimes even you get a photo of you driving the car. These guys took extensive photography and made sure each of us on the motorcycle was like going in a line and we'd go through certain locations and they'd make sure that they lined up and went by them. And they've sent me all the photos. I've never looked cooler in my life. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to use every one of these photos because they got like, you know, the whole thing where I'm in sharp focus, everything in the background is blurry and the bikes leaned over and everything. It's like, oh, cool. This thing, this is going to be as much a cool story about how, how cool Carl can look than it is about the bike. Man. Yeah, I can ride a bike. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, because that's the one thing I, I, I reviewed a couple of bikes before. And I think that the, no matter what you're driving, it is very difficult. Even, even when I was trying to do... Um, all oh, those little Honda scooters. I call them scooters. They're not. They're motorcycles. Um, I can't even what they're called. The Shadow? They're like, no. No, they're like 200cc bikes. I actually have one for sale right now. But um, the, you can't shoot yourself. You can't hook up no. GoPros and point them at your face. It's impossible. No. Right. Yeah. So, and I mean, it's guys... great to have a photographer. No, and they knew all the locations, Lauren. I mean, the, sh- the it's not just that the bike looks cool, but it's like they got me in, in like – with backgrounds where you see the ocean and you see like, you know, Knob Hill and stuff like that. It's like, whoa, these look like these. It's like, I feel like I was, you know, they they always have the professional models doing like the press shoot (laughs) stuff, you know? And it's like, wow, I feel like I was like the model for the bike. Did you get makeup? 
that's the other reason that i liked it because you know i've got the perfect face for radio or podcasting so uh when i had the uh, motorcycle with the helmet on and the leather jacket it's like okay now carl looks cool you know he looks great there you can't see his face really that's as good as he gets to look so uh, so yeah so lauren we're gonna see your face in amelia last week right so tell us yeah, about it because you're you're uh, judging the this time Yes, I'll be judging this time rather than showing. In the past, my husband has won at Amelia Island with his 65 Shelby because that's like as far as they go up to newer. I do mm. not know what class I'll be judging. I will not find that out till probably later on, uh, just like a couple days before because I don't want anyone to be playing any political games. Oh, my car is in there. Don't forget to, you know. <laughs> yeah. But the Amelia Island is the East Coast show of, of pebble beach and people think oh right. pebble beach no no amelia island really is a spectacular event and if you have if you're down that way if you have a chance to go down to the amelia island concourse, you will be so impressed it's may 20th through the 23rd it's on amelia island or fernandina beach it's literally held on the golf course that's right in front of the ritz carlton which is the main hotel and the show's foundation raises like almost $4 million for hospice and, and local communities and spinal bifida of Jacksonville. They really do a nice job with it. But the cars that are there are just spectacular. This year, they're using Lynn St. James as their um, as their host, their honoree. Um, and they'll have the Porsche Club there. So I'll be there for the works reunion. Uh, a good friend of mine is bringing down his Porsche that we've uh, covered on uh, my channel, uh, Car Coach Reports. But um, it's really cool cars. I mean, every year there's something different and they won't you bring it back. Like you'll see, to, you go to a lot of cars, just go, oh, I saw that last year. You don't, that's never the case. What you saw last year, you're not allowed to bring the vehicle back unless it's had a complete restoration or something has changed dramatically about it. But if it goes back to original, it's that's it. I mean, what are you going to do unless it was in a fire or damaged or whatever? So uh, once it's there, it can go on to other shows and it's not allowed to come back. So we'll wow. have a new car That's for, great. for next so year. Another sign that the pandemic is getting over because like this is an outer show in reality. Yeah. No mask. I think it's no I think it's gonna be the first one, no mask. Uh so I'll be there too. We're gonna we're not gonna see you there, Carl. No, and I thought about going this year, but my schedule, as I just explained, and I just yeah. the, the month of May is going to be crazy enough. And I was like, I guess I can't also go to Amelia because, like, literally, when I once I committed to the long tail, I was like, all right, if I'm doing long tail and I'm going to be gone for eight days in a row, I'm not going to add I'm sure another your wife three, four days. That. <laughs> <laughs> she did. She was like, yeah, yeah, go have fun. See you later. So that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. Was, that's that's a good fun. partnership. Yeah. yeah. So, so if you're anyway, going to be down so there, look for Javier and I will be wandering around. You can look at what we look like by just finding us on uh, on some form, some search engine. What does Javier Moto look like or Lauren Fix? Yeah. Mike Carley <laughs> will also be down there. So if you see us, stop us. Say hello and introduce yeah. yourself. And, and, uh, and again, we'll this is uh, another step. Uh, Two thirds of the team will be together. And like, we just need another opportunity for the three of us to be really together on uh, on the road. So that's the next step. Soon, and I think, that's isn't Toyota coming up in June that we're all going to be yeah. at the same event? Carl, are you going to be there? So that one is coming up. Uh, I have not gotten an official invite on that one. Uh, I have heard some of the details about it. Um, sounds like an interesting event, but uh, at this point, I'm not scheduled to go on that. So we'll see what happens. I have to wow. pull some strings uh, for go you. Go back to work on that and uh, make it happen so I can see you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. Okay. 
Thank you, Carl. It was great to hear you again. And uh, Lauren, I'll see you in a couple, well, actually, like, like 10 days uh, in right. Ellie Island. And, uh, uh, yeah. and we'll look forward to seeing you soon, Carl, at one of the events. I mean, it's nice to be able to see our friends again. Let me tell you, it's a breath of fresh air. Exactly. I'm on my way to New York City for a BMW event tomorrow morning. Um, so it'll be, it'll be fun. It's great to get back out there and see uh, yeah. Jen's, min Jen's minor will be there. He was on uh, last week's show or two weeks ago's show. Right. So it'll be yeah. good, good and to I catch guess up. we have a little bit of news on that front. Uh, Lauren, uh, mm -hmm. our friend Mike Harley, Al Vasquez, Jose Carlos Demir, and myself were accepted for World Car of the Year jurors for next year. So there you go. Yeah. We That's another right. thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, so we're also three of us. Um, well, there's actually four total. There's a gentleman from Canada, Javier, uh, and Al Vasquez and myself are also North American Car and Truck of the Year jurors, just like Carl. So, Carl, you got to come join us over over at the World Car now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's the total juror count over there? Oh, they're almost like 100, 90 like 96. Yeah. Yeah. They have a lot. Yeah, I'm uh, glad it's them and not me, because when I was the president of, of North American Car and Truck of the Year, the first thing we do is cut the jury down. I know, it got <laughs> too big. This is world. This is the world. Yeah, Ours exactly. Is this is the North world. America. So. This is a big difference. Yeah, okay. but what I always think when I hear World Car of the Year and I hear people that are local in the U.S., I'm like, so, so uh, you guys got some good seat time in that, you know, uh, in that uh, Vauxhall, right? Okay, cool. Glad you're going to vote on that. You know, know. <laughs> okay. let's see how we do. Well, the, the the end of the pandemic is going to bring new things, so maybe that yes, will help. Yes, you never can tell. You never can tell. <laughs> That's right. Okay, thank you, Carl. Thank you, Lauren, and uh, talk to you again uh, next week. All right. Okay, take, take care, care guys. guys. Thank you. Thank you for listening. For more, check us out online at TotalCarscore.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. Meet Stacy. Stacy's on the hunt for a new pair of trendy glasses. Call me picky, but I just can't find the one. Luckily for Stacy, Walmart Vision has virtual try-on. Now she can try on hundreds of frames virtually, then upload her prescription and get new glasses delivered right to her door. Really? <laughs> yeah, really. Well, the hunt just took a turn for the better. Buy your next pair of glasses with virtual try-on from Walmart. Welcome to Easy Eye Care. Welcome to your Walmart. Restrictions apply. See walmart.com for details.